Hey everyone, my name is uh, Tom Miller. I'm the owner of Leaders Building Leaders, and with me always is my uh, trusted teaching partner and business partner, Katie Ridenauer. Katie, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I hope you are too. Uh, it's a wonderful morning. I can tell where you are. It's it's uh, beautiful out, and it'd be exciting to to be able to hear all the wildlife in your in your backyard. So. Um, Many of you may be wondering, like, well, what are, you know, what are we doing? What are, you know, uh, Tom and Katie doing? And, and we've just been really, really thinking about, um, you know, as former charter school principals as, you know, we are. And, and over the last, you know, five years, been really working deeply with, with uh, charter school leaders across the country. You know, we've had the privilege of getting into the minds of some of the best leaders, right? Walking the halls of the best schools and um, you know, sitting down with them. Uh, and, 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 and we realized during this time of you know, COVID-19 how you know, busy everybody is. Like, how do we get, how do we get time with our, you know, with our clients or with these people? So I was like, well, let's just, if we were to spend an hour with you, these are some things that we would wanna to talk to you about, right? So this, you know, this, this talk is about really what Katie and I are learning from you know the mastermind groups that we're leading with would have some really great school principals in there the, the the challenges that they're talking through to the statewide calls that we're doing for all charter school principals and all charter school exceptional children's uh directors like what challenges that they're having we're like well how do we bring that information to you right because you you might not be able to be on those calls uh, right you, you you've got so many things going on so i was like you know you know, Katie, why don't we get some of these notes down and let's just talk through them. And then our, you know, our leaders can uh, listen and um, take the information that's helpful to them and hopefully say, hey, Tom, Katie, can we get that hour with you? <laughs> because that's what we're hoping for. We want to get an hour with you to make sure we can help you identify your priorities and really help you think through uh, where, how you should be spending your day, um, you know, with that. You know, Katie, they pretty much has summed it up. That's that's what that's what we aim to do. Right. To help right. you think better. Yeah, yeah, and we were thinking Perfect. that everybody's related to a school. Even if you're not in school leadership or not a teacher, you might have kids who are in school or you attended school, you know, and so and everybody has an opinion about school and you know, so thinking of through leadership through the school lens is is something that you know hopefully everyone can relate to. Yeah, what a what a really great point because because you know that everybody wants to help, right? But they're not really sure how to help. And if your mind is cloudy as a leader, I can't even say here's how you can help me because I'm not even really sure. Like the other day, I was on a you know coaching call with one of one of our uh, clients, one of our principals, and she said, "Can you just tell me all the things that you could do for me?" And I was like, "Oh gosh!" And I just started listing off things. She goes, "Okay, good." Yeah that helps me. <laughs> so really even uh, think about it. So if you're out there listening as maybe a parent or a strategic partner or a, a potential partner, you could just say, Hey, here's how I can help you. Here's how I could, you know, help you save time and energy and resources, whatever that may be. So, so that's one big reminder out there. Um, instead of saying, you know, how can I help? No, this is how I can help you. If it's, if you need this, I'm in, right? I'm there, I'm there for you. So awesome. Well, let's get started, Katie. So this, so this first one that we wanted to share and uh, talk about is, um, 
how to help people focus on the essential work, right? That's really what we were just having this conversation about. And, and so as we approach, you know, week four of uh, COVID-19, you know, things should start to stabilize, which could be good and could be bad. And we'll talk a little bit more about that later. But you really, you know, Katie, you know, and, and I'm, I'm terrible at this, and I, I need you to always, you know, help me and keep me in control. But you need to create as much control as you can for your team by helping them establish predictable routines and schedules. And, and this is really important. This includes, because this is what we're hearing most often, you've got to have specific platforms for disseminating your education plan, whatever it is, to create that consistency for all grade levels and families. Because one, one of the number one complaints that we're hearing is, gosh, there's so many resources and there's so many things to choose from, from a teacher's side. And then a parent's side is, I got all these passwords. I got to do Dojo for this. And I got to go to Seesaw for that. And it's like, you want to create an experience that everybody will enjoy, right, during these hard times. I mean, John, John Maxwell talks about how to connect with people. It's creating, a, creating an experience that they'll always enjoy and remember. And what's remembering do you want them to have? <laughs> a great education plan, a great experience, or, oh, that was a giant nightmare. So, <laughs> so, what, so what, what, you know, more things, you know, Katie, when we're, when we're trying to create uh, control of you, you know, do you see what's, you know, what's next here that we can help them with? Well, we have to remember that there's so much out of people's control, right? They can't even control their schedule. So if the school can be a place where there's consistency and, you know, they can rely on it, then we're really providing a source of calm for families. You know, the last thing they need is a leader, a principal who's constantly changing the plan. Like, okay, scrap what we did last week. You know, this is what we're doing this week. It's new and exciting. People don't need new and exciting, right? They need, they need something they mm -hmm. can count on. We need certainty. You know, so as a leader, provide as much certainty as you can. And, and you know, go back to what the, you know, the touchstones that the families are already aware of. Your school mission, your vision, your purpose. And then, and then name the priority for the day. You know, give them one thing to focus on, not 15 new things to focus on. But by relying on those school values, it reminds people like, oh, we are all about something specific. And they can rally around that. You know, give them, you know, provide that daily huddle. You know, and I don't know if you want to talk a little bit more about that daily huddle, Tom. Yeah, and this is, and this is a, um, you know, you brought up some really great uh, points there. So I want to try to get into the daily huddle. You know, it's about making the subtle tweak, right? You don't want to make large changes. And what we have seen in our over 20 years of evaluative experience in, in, in you know, education leadership is that it's the organizations that know who they are, why they exist, and what they do, and they make these tiny tweaks to make that much more of a difference that's going to get you your biggest change yeah. mm -hmm. changing the whole overhaul is not going to get you there and it's just going to create confusion and when you confuse people katie you lose people right so the daily huddle is something that we we try to do we do it pretty much every day at 8 30 in the morning and and it you know it's, it should be five to ten minutes but it sometimes go longer but it's really what's you know what was a win from yesterday what's your priority for today 
you know, what do you need help on? And um, so in the, in the resource that we're going to send out with this, there's a, there's a short, you know, video that's, that's, you know, an example of, of what a daily huddle could look like, but you could hop on Zoom or any, you know, online, you know, chat with your entire organization for 10 minutes every morning, right? And get through those things and really inspire them for the day. And what I like the idea of Katie is on the back end of the day, do another one at the back end of the day. It's like, how did it go? What are things that we need to do? And then inspire them with a message to be, to be so inspired for the next day, right? Because this is challenging for everybody. You got, you know, you got moms and dads that are not only trying to teach, you know, their caseload of children, they're also overseeing their own child's education mm -hmm. plan in their own home. And, you know, we don't know what they're struggling with. They might have a family member who has, you know, COVID rights or that they're worried about. And, um, you know, wearing is, is like, you know, bubble gum for the mind, right? It'll just, it'll just, it'll, it'll really, really create a problem. So don't be that leader. Uh, really, really be focused and streamlined and essential. Um, and, you know, make sure you keep the main thing uh, the main thing. That's right. And you bring up, that yeah. brings us to our next point, which is about caring for your employees. You know, you have to mm -hmm. make sure that they feel cared for so they feel connected. And, you know, a couple ways you can do that is make sure you're, you're treasuring and developing those A and A plus leaders. Um, you know, the ones who are driving the bus, as Ron Clark always likes to say, you want to keep pouring into them. Uh, you want to increase individual control. So as much of a plan as you have given them, they should have some autonomy because that's how you can build some trust. So, you know, you want to make sure you, you communicate that. You know, you want to, if you have professional learning communities, PLCs, make sure they're continuing so they can resource each other and, you know, give feedback. But remember, nobody asked for this. Nobody said, hey, I'd really like a pandemic to come, so we have to switch to a digital platform overnight. <laughs> right? So don't, you know, don't slam people for not rolling out this digital plan smoothly. Be gentle. You know, ask a lot of questions. This is really when being that coach comes, you know, into play. What else do you have about, you know, caring for your employees, Tom? Yeah, I mean, one of the things that we had, you know, talked about helping them really framework uh, their day, right? So remove those squirrels, you know, because it's so <laughs> easy to get down the road, you know. I mean, when we're all working from home, you know, Facebook is just a click away and all these, you know, you just have to give them some tools to uh, work from home, whether it's like an organizational specialist. And there's lots of stuff out there, you know, you could just, you know, Google work, work from home tips. And there's always some really great ideas and resources there. Even maybe even, you know, creating Katie a work from the home, I don't know, like, you know, scavenger hunt or team barbecue or, or a glass of wine on a, you know, Friday. I mean, whatever it is, but bringing everybody together, everybody at this time is looking for security and community. So how can you, how can you create that? Because you don't want, you don't want your teachers and your families like asking out there and I'm telling you they're out there asking if you're watching social media there are some really heavy like hey my child can't you know can't do third grade reading what are some tips that you got out there it's like I don't want them asking the broad you know like the people who don't know how to teach you know I want them coming to me so really building a sense of community and a daily place for them to go to you know uh, check in so not only as a as a teacher and an employee but also as a family member right What's, you know, one of those things they uh, could do? And 
and find roles for those non-exempt and non-teaching staff. We've been hearing some great ideas about mm -hmm. how, you know, they've been um, out there checking in with uh, families, you know, calling families every day. If you got a family who's having a hard time getting connected, you know, helping them, you know, through the process of, you know, getting accessibility uh, to, to either a, a device or, or, you know, maybe helping them troubleshoot, you know, using the internet. Um, also, don't forget um, that, that it's really, really important um, that I know as an employee, like, what does the org chart look like now, right? Mm -hmm. what, you know, what, who do I go for things? Who do I report to? And, and you, know, you know, make sure there's lots of clarity and, and how often do I expect, you know, am I expected to do things? How, how quick of a turnaround are you expecting me to answer emails from, you know, family? Uh, because, you know, I think we, we come, sometimes as leaders, we come up with these grandiose ideas, but we don't really think of the unintended consequences, right? Mm -hmm. um, so maybe, you know, you know, it should be the same 24, 48 hour rule that you had uh, before, because if anything, I think teachers might be busier now than what they were, because it was, you know, maybe almost easier having a seven hour workday than it is, you know, being, being uh, responsible for all my children um, outside of there. Um, also, you know, this is a tough time of the year, right? Uh, because normally you're starting to talk about contracts mm -hmm. and, and you, know, you know, employment for the future. And you want to be really careful that nobody's looking over their shoulder whether I'm going to have a job or not next year. You know, this is not, you know, something that, you know, folks want to be worrying about. And so, so you, know, you know, having conversations and, you know, making people feel good and secure giving them a role, uh, painting them in the picture of the future of the school is going to be so, so important because, you know, people want to feel secure because there's a lot of unknowns out there. And, you know, uh, I think it's something like 70 to 75 percent of the of the working world work paycheck to paycheck or they live, you know, paycheck to paycheck. Mm -hmm. Right. So just imagine that fear that they might be having because uh, they've already been tossed into this unpredictable work environment and 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 if they have unpredictability on the back end oh my gosh that that's that's just a recipe for disaster so taking yeah. care of people checking in with them every day you know make sure everybody gets some sort of daily touch from either you or one of your assistant principals or you know someone on your team and then also last but not least make sure that they're taking care of themselves you know you got to force mm -hmm. them to unplug at times because it's easy to get down the rabbit holes of this uh, digital learning platform Right, right. And I would just add, you know, schedule time to get together as a team. You don't have the, you know, passing in the hallway right now. You don't have the, oh, let's mm -hmm. chat at the copier because we're not there. We're not at schools. So you have to create that time. And, it, and it's not academic. It's not about talking about parents. It's, hey, what's going on with you? Share a win with me. What's going on with your family? I know your grandmother was sick. And, and have the whole team hear those conversations um, because it's just like doing an icebreaker when you're doing a presentation. You want people to connect. And so you have to keep those connections going and that takes intentionality. Yeah, and what a, you know, what a great opportunity, you know, this is, you know, you know, Katie and I use a scheduling tool. It's called Schedule Once, but there's other ones out there where, you know, folks can just go and you know, schedule 15 minutes on our calendar. You know, what if you did that and say, hey, everybody's to check in with me one time a week, right? And then you're just checking in to see, asking three questions. How are you doing? 
what are you working on? And how can I help? Right. I mean, those three questions right there are going to go a long way. And you want to, you know, how do I want to be remembered? And you could even, you know, start to ask them, hey, where do you see yourself in the future of your, the organization? Maybe there's a time, there's time now for them to get some extra training in. You could, you know, you could have them come in and, um, you know, listen in on some of your, you know, feedback sessions, right? Or, um, you know, listen into some of your budget conversations or, or learn, learn something where you can build the capacity of, of, of your team. So when you do return to the brick and mortar school, which you will return to the brick and mortar school, now you're building capacity and you're finding new roles and opportunities. And I really feel part of the success through this crisis rather than I don't know where I stand in this crisis. And it looks like there's a lot of jobs open everywhere, right? That's what That's you don't right. want. You know, you don't want, you don't want a lot of extra time in your hands to be searching for other jobs during this time. You want them to feel secure and safe and that you're the place for them to work forever. That's right. That's right. And I would just say, you know, I've heard of CEOs saying, okay, I'm going to open up three hours on my calendar on this day. And it's going to, I'm going to be on zoom. I'm just going to be hanging out on zoom. So you just drop in. And now that you have to let people into a zoom meeting, you can be sure that it's a private meeting. So you might have employees who are not comfortable just putting their themselves on your calendar. But if you have drop in times, it's just like dropping by your office. So just offering multiple waves, kind of on ramps, if you will, for them to connect with you and to share concerns. Uh, so they feel heard. You, you want them to feel essential during this time, because the more that they can feel essential and part of the solution, then they're going to be committed. You're going to get the best work from them and they're going to feel good about it. Uh, you know, everybody wins that way. Yeah. And, and don't lead by assumption, right? So <laughs> I was really trying to think if I was a principal, what would I be doing right now? And I'd probably be one of those, you know, I'd be at the school, right? Oh no, I got to go to work. I got to be there. And, and, and so what's been starting to come out is, you know, you've got, you know, forced working conditions that are creating the spread of the virus, more fear. And recently I just saw that there's, you know, someone was let go, you know, because they refused to come to work. And I don't know the situation, right? But I don't know if I want to be the leader who's in that situation either. So really think about what am I putting my uh, people in, right? How am I making them feel? Because at the end of the day and at the end of the crisis, the organizations that are going to win are the organizations that are 100% focused on organizational health. And client satisfaction, right, Katie, comes from employee satisfaction. <laughs> <laughs> and if I feel FaceTime. good about where I work, right? Yeah, I mean, if I feel good about where I work, I'm going to do better for the client. It's not clients come first, and I get that. You know, that's kind of like a saying, but it doesn't happen with with upset employees. It doesn't happen with mm -hmm. disgruntled employees. Disgruntled employees are not going to treat clients well. So, so how are you taking care of your people? Is a really big you know, factor that if, you know, Katie and I had time with you, this would be something we'd really be asking about and making sure you're not leading by assumption, that your communication is clear, that you're over communicating, that you're, that you have more than an open door policy, that you're, you are jumping into their classrooms, you're jumping into their living rooms to, to make sure that there's a connection here 
and they feel good about about this you know moment because yeah i've had just random like, people text me and just checking on me and i was like oh wow it's so that's so nice you know why are they doing that right are they you know how you know how can i help them um and and really check in and they said i just want to make sure you and your family are doing well like, so that made me really feel good and then i wanted to do it for other people right so so you know make sure that you're checking in and you're, and you're finding ways you know, to do that because everybody's looking for security during this time mm -hmm. Absolutely. awesome that's a big one we spent a lot of time on that one so the next one we got is a uh, student enrollment right so um you know you need to keep an eye you need to make sure someone's keeping an eye and reporting to you about daily attendance right not only daily attendance for now but also how's enrollment going for next year right now i mean think about this 100 percent of your potential students for next year, right? That's your current enrollment and your applied. They're all experiencing virtual and homeschool environments. And in school choice world, homeschool is the number one, like that has the most students. It's, it's double the population of charter schools. Uh -huh. So as a leader, you, you, you must ensure that, that they know that they're important to you, right? That, that they felt they feel cared for and they and their families are cared for. So it doesn't mean giving them more work. It doesn't mean like, you know, piling on things. It doesn't mean by trying to be like the most incredible online education school ever. It it really just means about making sure that you're on their agenda and not your own agenda. Does that make sense, Katie? It does. And, you know, just as a reminder for folks who don't live in the school space, enrollment is the gas in a school's tank. So if you lose students, you lose dollars. And, you know, nobody likes to think of kids as dollars, you know, but you can't pay your teachers if you don't have money. You can't pay your light bill if you don't have money. So, you know, when we have 100% of parents who are in charge of their child's education right now, they might be thinking, hey, this is going pretty well. I could work this out and be in total charge, you know, 100% control of my child's education. And, and that might be okay, but you know, if, you, if you believe what you are serving to your children is the absolute best program for them, you need to remind the parents of that. So that's what they're thinking. Mm -hmm. You know, not that, you know, this is much better than what we had before. I can, homeschooling is really the better choice. You know, if you really believe in your program, make sure that's communicated. Yeah. And the beauty of uh, being a charter school is, you know, we were built for this. You know, we were built to be flexible and adaptable, mm -hmm. but, you know, don't do it to the point where, where it's, it's, it's creating heartache on the back end. You know, you want to be very smart, mission focused, uh, purpose focused, and just uh, because everybody's doing, you know, a digital learning doesn't mean that you have to do digital learning, right? Know your population, know your audience, okay? And, 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 and care to them, right? Be very flexible in how you're doing this and keeping track of every day, like, and have a system. If kids don't report for school, you know, one day or two days in a row, and you haven't heard from them, like an automated, like something happens, right? This is where, those non those non essential employees could really come in, you know, give them a script, have them call, have them check in, document everything, right? Exceptional with you know like our students with disabilities because we want to find out the reasonings why they're not able to get online or we're not hearing from them. And um, you know, you can keep a social distance, right? So I mean, even if you had to do a home visit, 
you know, you run up, you, you know, you poke the doorbell and you run back six feet and you say, hey, just, you know, checking in. Like, I've been seeing these really great videos of uh, principals, right? They're checking in with their seniors and they're going, you know, door to door and they're just, you know, driving up saying, hey, seniors, we love you. And, you know, we know this is a different year and, you know, we're going to take care of you. Right? They're just doing the little things. And those little things are going to go a long way, right? And, and they can do that because they've done all these other things. They've built capacity and they're trusting their people to be able to mm-hmm. execute their plan. You're the face of the organization. Like, you know, people come to the school because of your voice, your mission, your vision. And so that enrollment part is really key. So, and then there's some other virtual things. Maybe you could do coffee with the principal once a week and you have a virtual cup of coffee with all the families and make sure you invite the new upcoming families. And heck, what if the new upcoming families somehow tied into your education plan if they want to? Hey, if you guys want to come in and take some of our courses, not that we want to take you away from your school, but here's some, you know, outside, you know, support that, you know, that we're doing. Whatever it is that make them feel part of the party, you know, part of the, community uh, would be would be a huge a huge opportunity uh, for you so go live daily in your Facebook you know page create that private community I've seen uh, principals reading books on there right reading stories to kids you know sending them home just really you know maybe you did you know this 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 will be kind of cool Katie you know create a virtual tour of your school right and start to say to them say hey Next year, you're going to be with me and you're walking down the hallways and you know, do, a, do a Facebook Live video. I mean, there's so many things I think you, you can do to paint the, up, the incoming families into the picture of your school, right? And then make sure that you are really, really focusing on your folks that are there. Because I think what you said, Katie, is that cash is the oxygen which charter schools live on, right? They, they need enrollment. Otherwise, they don't have the ability to uh, pay and every school we're going to go to budgeting next every school needs to be very prepared for what could what could happen next year we got to start thinking about contingency planning uh, with all that so we have a workbook uh, that we created for you it's called the um, uh, it's uh, steps to the fully enrolled you know a charter school workbook and uh, we'll make sure there's a link for access uh, to that here but it's got a it's just got you know five easy steps with some checklists to um, increase your branding, um, to, to empower your people, to have you know, clear uh, systems uh, to go through. And uh, which uh, reminds me, if, if you decided not to have your lottery because of COVID, have your lottery, like have it virtually online. Like it's just another way to celebrate. That's one of the first steps is, is getting a clear picture of your enrollment. Make sure you have your lottery no matter what. Invite the news media. I mean, there's great opportunities here for you to market and brand your school. So if you don't have a workbook, uh, you know, click on the link that you'll find in here. You know, we'll make sure it gets shared in there so you can get a copy and sit down with your team and start, you know, working through that. So make sure you are fully enrolled uh, for next year. That's right. Yeah. I was just thinking, Tom, one more point about enrollment and attendance is, you know, everybody thinks that a school's responsibility for a child ends at the school building. Well, we know that it actually is the school bus, but now is it the living room? You know, where does the responsibility Mm. for that child end with the school? And, and, you know, how do school leaders, uh, you know, hold a parent responsible if, you know, you could have a parent who says, I can't, 
get my children up because I have to work. So if they're going to sleep till 10 o'clock, I'm going to let them sleep till 10 o'clock. But, you know, the school still needs to engage that child. So I would just say, you know, let's remember our first responsibility is the safety and well-being of every child, not education. I really see that as the second job of a school leader. And, you know, so in this time of COVID-19, what does that care look like? And how do you care for those families? And, you know, really encourage you to think about what works for your school community. And, you know, if everybody doesn't have a computer, which we're seeing that there's a great digital divide and access to technology is really limited, you know, so what kind of, what's another way to do it? You know, do you have times for people to pick up packets or, you know, you have to really think about how can you keep this continuity of instruction going that best meets the needs of the kids. Yeah. And maybe even helping a parent organize their home, right? To create a, you know, classroom, right? Or like, mm -hmm. just like we're helping teachers create, you know, an, uh, um, you know, digital working space, help your families design a working space for their child, right? And help them create a schedule. Like, you know, like again, you know, it's easy to just put your head down in a time of crisis and just try to plow forward. Sometimes we just need those gentle daily reminders of, oh, it could just be like this. And, and they're just, it's just not in their thought because their brain right now, their mind is so filled with other things. You know, help them, like, here's three easy steps to, um, you know, get your work done. Mm -hmm. And make it as easy and flexible as possible, as, you know, Katie said. So maybe that's even, you know, and I can't remember if you mentioned this or not, so forgive me if you did, you know, staggering your live class, you know, sessions, right? Mm -hmm. So if you've got, if you've got five or six, you know, uh, teachers, you say, okay, like everybody take a, a two hour block from 8am, you know, all the way to five or 6pm, uh, right? Or maybe we have someone who's a night owl and they say, hey, you've got the 8pm to 10pm shift because it's something you want, right? Don't force your teachers into it, but help them, you know, create as much of a uh, not 24-7, but, you know, I don't know, 16, a 16-hour, you know, time where a, a family can get online with their child and you and, and feel comfortable about, you know, their education. And that's, that's going to be, you know, part of this, right? How do we, you know, how do we step outside the box? And again, another opportunity for those non-essential employees to be part of it. They could, they could just be the connection, right? I'm just the voice, I'm the person. Every school has that, you know, bus driver or cafeteria worker, or, right, that people love, they just love. Yeah. So putting yeah. their face up there, giving them an opportunity to hear, right? I mean, you know, you know, when I was, you know, when I was a teacher, God, every, I loved going to the cafeteria line because cafeteria workers are so fun. Right. So how do you how do you create, you know, something to, to bring the school into their living room as much as possible? Because our children need it right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, my students would love to hear from Miss Gloria right now. I mean, Gloria mm -hmm. was the sunshine in the cafeteria. Uh, so you use yeah. your Glorias, you know, because they are the school culture in a nutshell. So let her face and, and voice be heard by your students. Because she might not be able to serve lunch, awesome. but she can serve some sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So let's so let's look at so let's look at um, you know budgeting. We got two more topics. So so let's talk about you know current cash, right? So the next the next sixty days. I mean, you know, every Thursday at one o'clock, you know, we've been hosting this uh, you know virtual group, 
And Lisa Gordon-Stella has done an incredible job to really kind of talk us through and help us through. And, and, and we've brought in Acadia Northstar and Charter Success Partners, right? I mean, you really want to be relying on the experts here to, to understand, you know, what resources for revenue are available to me, right? Because, you know, your revenue is pretty, pretty much capped and you want to keep your eye on your PMR um, and how your local county is and they're distributing funds to you, right? So that never stops. You're always, you know, making sure that they're, they're still uh, paying you for every child, no matter what, because uh, there should be no uh, uh, penalty. But you also want to identify what time certain cash do we need to spend first, right? So you might have some other federal or state or expiring grants that have to be, you know, spent, you know, prior to June 30th, because odds are, you're, you know, you're going to have a reduction and operating expenses, not actually physically being in school every day. And then if we, where, you know, where can we save cash, right? So maybe you, you know, do a deep dive and eliminate any reoccurring charges that the school doesn't need while the school is not in session. Maybe, maybe you can get a reduced rate on some of your, um, you know, uh, some of your expenses because uh, you're not using them as, as much. And I just saw like, for example, you know, insurance. Like since there's no cars running, um, so, you know, since there's no cars running, there's there's insurance companies that are reducing uh, the rates, and and you know maybe you've got you know transportation insurance and you're not using your buses or some sort of liability insurance. I mean, there's just some ways, and you can ask. It doesn't hurt to ever ask. You know, will you will you reduce because at this time everybody's you know looking for that. Um, talk to, you know talk to your attorney and your advisors before having conversations about your personnel. Because uh, there's opportunities, you know, for them under the CARES Act and the Payment Protection Plan. And there's that's not stuff that I'm an expert in at all. But I will go back to Katie's very powerful point about, you know, be conscious of these of the long-term uh, consequences, right, for abrupt employment changes, or sometimes letting your ego get in the way and and you know saying everybody's going to be on the same schedule or it's you know school as as you know normal really be thinking about the long term here because uh, nobody wants to be looking over their shoulder. It's all about or organizational health. So um, be fair, be listening, um, be really thinking about how you can keep you know, people in their strength zone during this time. Uh, just like we talked about the cafeteria worker, right? That, you know, I mean, you know, someone who could do that. So the next, you know, 60 days, look at what money can we save? What money do we have? Where can we invest, right? So maybe this is a time that you can maybe take some of those, you know, dollars and pour them into, you know, professional development for your leadership team or, you know, certain teachers. Uh, you know, we've got some really great online learning uh, systems and programs. Uh, maybe you could get some coaching for your folks. Uh, or there's there's lots of opportunities out there. You can get stuff for your admin staff about how to you know you know like improve productivity you know you know you know in the office right. Or maybe you take your team through a short you know book study or something. Take take advantage of this opportunity so you're better on the back end. Katie, anything that I missed there? I was just thinking it's also a good time if you uh, you know for your teams to go through DISC. You know, especially if there are teams that aren't getting along on this digital platform, um, you know, give them an opportunity to understand themselves a little bit better and then understand each other. You know, it doesn't mm -hmm. take long to, you know, for them to take the assessment and then to lead them through a training and it could really help them get through this crisis with some, with some tools that will help them long term. Yeah, that's good. 
And so, and then with that, this is, you know, budgeting planning time for next year, right? So we, we would recommend, and I'm, I'm, you know, this might be a little bit of overkill, but I really think that you need to, to create three budgets maybe for next year, one based upon a 5% decrease, a 10% decrease, and maybe up to a 50% decrease in enrollment and allotment, you know, for next right. year. And always use the per pupil allotment, you know, so we didn't really have a per pupil allotment this year in North Carolina, but, you know, whatever that was, you know, start there and, and work, you know, backwards. Cause you just, you just don't know what you don't know. We don't know what school is going to look like. We don't know when we'll be back in our, um, um, you know, classrooms, but what you really should have been able to do during this time is identify what's most essential in our education plan right. and, and really look at where do we need to spend money and where do we not need to spend money. Um, you're going to find what's essential, you know, during uh, this time. It's going to help you make better financial and staffing decisions uh, for next year. That's right. Well, especially because, you know, the, the state coffers are not getting filled right? Because people aren't on the roads buying gas. They're not shopping like they were. So we're not getting the taxes. And so it will be really interesting to see what kind of money we have for education once fall comes. So I think we, you know, people need to be as conservative as possible while staying true to what's most important, which is that's a tough balance. That's the reality of, of where we are right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so this last one that, you know, we've got, you know, for you um, might be the most important and, and, you know, maybe the most overlooked right now, and that's blocking out think time, right, for you and your leadership team to really be thinking about short-term and long-term planning and, and you know, um, what you think about you become, okay? So if you're only thinking about crisis, you're, you're going to become reactionary to the crisis. But if you're thinking about what are the, you know, what's the picture of possibilities, short term and long term, that's what you're going to become. Right? Your, 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 thoughts, your thoughts drive, um, you, you know, your actions, right? You, you, know, your, you know, your thoughts open up more choices, right? Your choices lead to decisions and your decisions lead to actions. And so, you know, we've got a couple of short-term bullets here and then, and then some long-term bullets and you know, we're going to wrap it up. But so short-term, you know, Katie, um, let's just talk through a, a, a couple of these. So mm -hmm. when students return to school, how will, how will you be determining where the students are academically and what, you know, gaps exist? One of the you know, one of the um, characteristics of effective charter schools that, you know, come out of, um, you know, our, our work is the prevention and intervention systems. Mm -hmm. So what do you have in place for when kids come back, whether it's, you know, what, what month it could be, we don't know. Uh, but what, what will you do, right? What could you put in place to immediately identify whether there was any, um, we'll call it a COVID loss, right? You, you know, or everybody's a, heard about COVID. summer loss. Or a COVID gain. I'm thinking about the new skills or, or that people. Gain, yeah. I'm always yeah, the optimist. So maybe they're coming out of it with a new skill, a new interest. You know, giving yeah. students an opportunity to share that too. What advantages have they taken from this time at home? Right. Yeah, and then this has been an interesting one. We've been hearing from uh, leaders that um, some some staff 
that they that they weren't expected to have been thriving in this environment, right? Mm -hmm. And then some that are struggling in this environment. So what what I want to really get to you thinking about is how are you evaluating the success of each individual, right? And taking everything into consideration. And let's talk about this one for a second, Katie, because mm -hmm. You know, we've heard some, some, you know, principals talk about, boy, I, you know, I've got a couple of staff members that are really thriving in this quarantine moment. And, right, both of our eyebrows raised. It's like, well, well why, right? Mm -hmm. what, what were their challenges before? Oh, communication and collaboration. Well, of course. They, <laughs> they, they love it. They're, they're in their world. <laughs> they they can do it. whatever they want. Yeah. <laughs> Leave me alone. It's right. I'm in. I'm in my world. So just be very, be very conscious, right? And that's why you need to get think time and have a clear head, and so you can be like, because I've been in that world. Like, oh my gosh, they just really, you know, picked it up. Like I remember having an employee who she actually quit on us, um, like halfway through the year, and when you know we couldn't find a replacement in like a day twenty-eight of her thirty. Uh, when, you know, she's like, I really don't want to leave. There's just some, there's just some, you know, situations uh, going on. And, um, and I was like, well, you know, come on back, you know, because I really don't have anybody. And, and what it ends up, you know, she ended up doing fine. I was like, boy, she's doing great. Well, she left us at the end of the school year. And I was, <laughs> I was like, so, so, you know, here my mind was my immediate need, right? That I was okay to overlook, you know, some of the things, but I was blinded to what was causing the problems to start with. And then when I gave her another chance, she ended up leaving us when we needed her, you know, uh, the most. And, and so you want to be, you want to have a clear head when you're thinking through um, how, how you're going to really work and uh, support um, uh, your, your team and your staff and evaluate them to make decisions for next year. That's right. Cause that's what I got to thinking when we heard, you know, Oh, well, some of these staff, I really wasn't going to have them come back next year, but now they're really thriving. So my question is, well, why, you know, if they like to work in a silo as a leader, what are you doing about that? You know, and is that the best, mm -hmm. you know, should they be collaborating with their team? So to me, it, it caused more questions. Um, about um, yeah. about what the message is that the staff is getting about you know how they should be working together to serve students. Right, right. And then you know, let's say that they do uh, return May 18th here in North Carolina. You know, what what will the schedule look like? What right. what will the classroom ratios look like? Well, I mean, will it be you know business as usual? I don't think so. Right. There's so what what will those days? you know, look like and start thinking about that now, you, you know, because you have about a month of time, you know, just in case, you know, what does that look like and start, you know, thinking about rituals and routines, like, because you really want to end the school year on a high note, um, no matter what. Uh, and, and, and so how do you address all those needs? So now, now long term, your think time could rally around, you know, what opportunities are there that you might be that you might be missing out on, right? And 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 how will you how will you use COVID nineteen to become a stronger learning organization? Right. Um, let's roll through some of these questions here, Katie. Go ahead and mm -hmm. take that first one there. So you know, thinking about school year when it starts next year, how is it going to be different this year? You know, in in 2020-21 school year, how's it going to be different than how you kicked off this year? What are your parents going to need? What are your students going to need? 
in because you're not going to have you know North Carolina canceled the end of grade tests, so you're not going to have that baseline to start with. You know, so how do you start the academic program? What are you going to need culture-wise? You know, what what gaps have been exposed in your academics, in your in your teaching team, in your support staff team, and then what strengths have appeared? You know, thinking through all of those are going to be really key. Yeah, what a, yeah, what a great point too, because some of those you know people that are thriving this you know digital environment but weren't thriving in your brick and mortar environment, but they could be an asset in other roles in your organization too, right? right? So That's right. let's say that you're like, let's say that, you know, hey, maybe, maybe we can use a blended learning approach. Like I always think about when I was a principal, we were great for 85% of our kids. I could never figure out how do I reach those other 15%? And most of them were the high flyers. Like, I don't know, maybe there's some online, you know, uh, development, there's some opportunities out there that could extend and, and enrich, you know, the opportunity, right? So, so really, really be thinking about how do, how do we come out of this, you know, leaner and stronger um, and, and more built uh, to last, so. Well, and thinking about your yeah, advocacy yep. partners, you know, because I think this is gonna be a key time to be working with legislators to allow more of that hybrid, kind of education because we're all in a digital platform now and I know there are some schools that have been kind of doing it quietly um, but but why not bring it into the light and say you know, and propose some exciting things that's what charter schools are supposed to be about you know so start thinking mm -hmm. about okay well this is another layer of freedom that could be offered to charter schools so start painting that picture yeah that's great and yeah, so, you know, you know, Katie already started to hit on these, but what future action will you take to improve culture, your education plan, improve, improve leadership capacity, uh, people development programs, program evaluation, student enrollments, you know, better use of the budget, right? Be leaner, right? Be stronger, be more sustainable uh, for the future. Uh, might be a time to, uh, you know, do away with some of those attachments, right? Be looking at what positions do you need to hire, what training does your team need? Um, maybe you need to be, you know, this is kind of out there, like with the, you know, there's a prediction that coronavirus could become seasonal. So how could you ensure, you know, better planning for two types of schooling, having a quasi-traditional and, and virtual, um, you know, work. And then maybe last but not least, uh, this might be the most important one. Let's just say that your school loses 20 to 25 percent of its student population and staff right if you can start to think through now right what might be the factors that led up to that right how could you start to avoid those from happening or slowing it down right now and that's i feel that katie and i just gave you that list of things that you could start doing now to ensure that you know the worst doesn't happen no matter right. what that's right. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. And so, nobody likes to think that way, but I mean, no, that's the only way you're going to survive job, and thrive. <laughs> that is the leader's job. That's right. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, what was uh, uh, um, Jim Collins when he wrote those, you know, the, those uh, books from good to great, right? You know, and then he wrote from, you know, and then built uh, to last. And, and so the two books uh, play off each other because there was a certain amount of the books in the, the or uh, companies in the good uh, to great that uh, failed. Mm -hmm. 
And, and then so that's why he wrote Built uh, to Last, because these are the ones that uh, survived and thrived through all those, mm-hmm. you know, all those aspects. And that's what, as a leader, you have to be always uh, painting the picture for the vision of the future, right? But you also need to be able to uh, communicate the current reality, right? And that comes in your scoreboard. So, you know, all these things should be in your scoreboard. We've done lessons on the scoreboard before. You know, the scoreboard is, is understanding what's essential in my organization what I need to track and how often I need to track it. And because it helps you make adjustments, right? It helps you evaluate what's working and what's not working. And it could actually give you a, an idea of what you know, winning looks like. Because I think sometimes in education, we never really like, well, what is winning? Like, what? Mm-hmm. There's really no end, right? There's no cap to how, to how far your organization can go. So, um, so hopefully, you know, this call added some value to you. And this, these were some of the things that Katie and I would sit down with you and talk about with you one-on-one if we had that time. And if you want that time, we're, we're offering that time to any organization or any individual who wants, you know, an hour of strategic thinking time, you can reach out to us. You can go uh, right to our website at lbleaders.com. Um, in the upper right-hand corner, there's a contact us button, and it goes immediately to our uh, calendar and you could just schedule a strategic thinking time. It's at, it's at no cost to you except your time and we ensure that it will be valuable to you. Uh, if you want us to sit with your team, we can sit with your team. You wanna sit with your board, we can sit with your board. If you want us to sit with your teachers, we can sit, sit with your teachers. Or if you're just looking to improve yourself, uh, we can also help you uh, do that. So. Coming out of this, you know, Katie, kind of a rule of five is number one is to make sure that you create a clarity, right? Create clarity mm-hmm. and focus for your organization. Number two was to take care of your people, right? Mm-hmm. Make sure you're taking care of your uh, people. Three was to keep your eye on student enrollment, right? Not only from now, That's but right. looking in the future. Uh, become more financially viable and uh, stable looking at now and the future, how can you take advantage, and then blocking think time. These would be the five, the five things that we would really, and there's so much more we could talk to you about, but these were the five that we felt were really, really essential uh, for you guys, and, and we wanted to make sure that you had this time with us. And so, uh, Katie, any uh, last words from you or all the uh, beautiful Robins uh, there uh, singing to us this morning? Yeah, I'm in Polly's Island, South Carolina. It doesn't get much better than this, but I would just <laughs> say, you know, take advantage of this time. You know, think about the opportunity that COVID-19 is bringing for you to really get clear on your mission and vision for your school and, you know, and care for your people. Make sure that they know that when your students and your staff think about this time 20 years from now, that they're thinking, you know, I didn't know that my principal cared so much. I didn't know he or she thought of me that way. And I was committed to that place for the next you know 15 years you know that's the message you want to hear from your staff you know so think about the story you want to write because you're writing it right now i love it all right well great job katie thanks as always so again reach out to us you can email me at tom at lbleaders.com or go right to our our, uh, website lbleaders.com and uh, schedule time get some think time with us uh, because you know listen who you listen to matters and, and it's really, really important that, that you surround yourself with individuals uh, who, who can help you think at a higher level, right? Who can help you build more, 
think more and think really big. Uh, and maybe most importantly, get you thinking about what's most important right now and not the big uh, pile of all those uh, papers and things that are probably sitting on your desk so that you're trying to read through. So thanks, everybody. We love you. Be safe during this time. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you.